and welcome to El Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is someone who is pretty awesome. He's one of my favorite up-and-coming voice actors. You've probably heard him in a lot of stuff, but you never noted noticed it before because he does a lot of promo work. I know this. And um, he was the voice of Black Manta and Black Lightning in Injustice 2, and he can... He was heard re, uh, last year in December. You guys heard him in uh, JoJo as Sportsmax. Uh, introduce yeah. yourself, good sir. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on your show. For real, this is like uh, this is cool. I feel like a real a real person, you know, like a real uh, a real somebody, and it feels good. But thank you for having me seriously. And uh, for everyone that doesn't know me just yet, I am Kane Jung Bluth Murray. Uh, I am a I'm just grateful to be a full on full time voice actor. You definitely heard me in all kinds of stuff. Uh, from anime to video games to commercials to promo and uh, so on and so forth. It really is like a, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to do what I do. So thank you for having me. And I'm just going to get right to it and say you are my favorite Black Manta. Oh, that feels good. That feels real good. Thanks, man. Because your Black Manta is much more tragic because and, and much more sympathetic compared to previous Black Mantas because, you know, in this universe, he lost his father and you right. understand why he wants revenge against Aquaman and Atlantis. And one Absolutely. of the saddest lines in the entire game for me personally is when he talks to Starfire and he says, I buried my heart when I buried my father. And she mm-hmm. says, like, being angry won't bring him back. It just that really hit hard for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, I can remember that session uh, doing Black Mantic. So first of all, Injustice 2 was my first video game. That was my first video game I ever voiced. Um, and I'm super grateful. And I'll tell you how it even came about. But uh, yeah, I remember the session Black Manta we did first. Uh, then Black Lightning we did the next day. And uh, that session was, was tough because it was my first video game. But I needed to dive into a, a spot in my mind and stay there for four hours in which I was angry, sad, depressed, disconnected, and distraught all the while wanting to fight to win and uh and win any way possible and so uh being the voice of black manta and being that my my, my first voice in a video game uh was was challenging it really was because i, I feel like i tapped into into a few things within me that were not tapped into in a very long time and it actually helped me break through some mental health stuff uh, that I had buried deep inside in order for me to channel just doing the voice for that character. And so I'm, I'm the, that was the coolest experience to work with Warner Brothers and uh, NetherRealms. Uh, and I can't wait to do it more and more often as I get to. But uh, yeah, so. And it's and it's um, a role I kind of wish you would reprise somehow because you're just, he was just so good. I'm like, what happened to that Kane guy? Because he was really good <laughs> as Black Manta. Can you get can you get Thank him back, you. please? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, it, I, I get to be uh, in this world in, in Injustice too, and I still play the game myself with my kids all the time. And it, it, I would love to be in the next uh, bout of Injustice, which I'm sure is coming. I have no idea, so don't quote me on it. But I'm sure there's an Injustice three, and I'd love to reprise uh, Black Manta and Black Lightning. Uh, simply because those were two major characters that I didn't, I didn't know much about. And then after doing the voices, I did a ton of research. I uh, was watching the show and I was getting involved and 
because I wanted to better know these other black characters in the DC universe, because black characters are not prominent in the DC universe, let alone any universe, uh, like the Marvel universe, the Star Wars universe, all the major universes, they're not prominent, at least not until very recently. And so having these two characters be black and uh, be able to channel my roots as well into it all, it was, it was uh, electrifying. So. And that's what I love about black, you know, your take on black mantis, like I said before, he is, not a straight up villain he you get you understand why he's angry you understand why what motivates this version of black manta and right you're kind of like yeah you know fuck aquaman aquaman's an asshole absolutely yeah well when you think about it yo you're right he didn't it wasn't that he's a he wants to be a villain it's not what he's looking for he just is looking for revenge and um i feel like that's kind of the story with so many superheroes is that they're just they're looking to right or wrong and in this case he wanted to right or wrong but any way possible against another major hero and so uh i think this version of black manta yeah definitely scarred definitely tired and like i said disconnected um you can hear that in his voice you can hear that in his delivery and like i said really being in that studio and having to to deliver these these lines the way that i did uh and channel what i did it was it was it was it was hard it really was doing the next day uh, the next day's black lightning which was a lot more lighthearted, a lot more in a in more comfortable range as far as vocal uh, vocally. Uh, and uh, I did a facial capture for Black Lightning. And so I wore the whole gear. It's my first time wearing the gear as well. And uh, being able to have my face on the, on the screen is really cool to me too. But just the one was, one was literally dark night, sadness. Ugh. And the next one was, hey, yo, I got this because I'm cool like that. So <laughs> it was a little bit back and forth. But I, like I said, it helped me through some really uh, tough things in my life. And, you know, I, one of the things a lot of people don't touch upon when it comes to voiceover, which is something I think should be more talked about is the topic of mental health, because absolutely, I know for a fact that, especially during the past two years, we've all gone through personal shit. And yeah, we have. And I remember when I had someone on here, he was talking about, you know, we were talking about um, the pandemic and what have you. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, one of the most therapeutic things for him was going into a studio and just, you know, playing a villain and just like getting out all those frustrations that that he was going Absolutely. through that day because it it is very therapeutic and and <clears throat> and that's why you know you see a lot of people say like they enjoy playing villains because they you know they can be like oh i i have an excuse to be an asshole awesome yeah <laughs> yeah no release all that tension that you're building up inside you it's true though it really really is i feel like this is a great outlet for so many of us actors that i'm sure a lot of us most of us started out on stage and so when it comes to this versus stage, um, expressing ourselves, we're able to still do. Uh, the way that we express ourselves is just different. And so getting any opportunity to express ourselves the way that, we, that, we, that we've uh, come from, from our roots. Like I said, most of us are from the stage. Most of us come from choir or theater or uh, musical theater or whatever have you. And so being able to flex that de- definitely helps relieve that stress and anxiety that we build up. Um, because there's so much of it for anyone in the world, but for an actor, especially, I would say the hardest part about being an actor, and this is like, I would say the number one hardest part about being an actor is staying positive through every single up and down that this industry is going to give you. 
Um, for the most of, for most of us, pretty much all of us, we've heard no for years. We needed to get better, you know, be stronger, push through and, and strive further, even when we got nothing in return. Um, no bookings, no one caring about what you're doing, no agency, no nothing. You just were trying to better understand how you could be you uh, behind a microphone. And, um, and so, yeah, getting to flex that anytime we can, it's free. Like if, if it really, it's like, it really feel free. And, you know, speaking of villains, you play sports max and, you know, Jojo part oh, six yeah. and, oh, yeah. you know, not to go into <laughs> heavy spoilers, but those who've read the manga know he's one of the most despicable villains in the entire series. And I kind of just wonder believe. like, what was like, <laughs> How did that come about? Because I would imagine that that probably would have been a difficult role for you because you're like, okay, this, this is a character who, you know, like Black Manta, you can sympathize with him, but Sports Max, oh You boy. cannot. <laughs> you cannot. And I'm telling you, moving forward with the story is, yeah, yeah. You can't, I, sympathy is not even in this vocabulary for this character because honestly, no one gives a fuck about Sports Max. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, as, far as, as far as that character and the shittiness that he is, no one gives a shit about sports max man that's a shitty person in this world but honestly i mean he's a badass character with some power and this understanding of his power uh the the fear that that he does have behind him also helps push him forward um and so yeah uh, voicing sports maximum sports max man it's it's just been Whoa, it's been cool. And I'm excited to see the rest of the story develop because um, I have not read the manga myself, but I will say I want to now because, uh, whoa, uh, this character is off the wall. And uh, when it comes to anime, getting the voice anime is something I jumped into somewhat accidentally uh, back in 2020, the, the December 2020. I'd emailed Bang Zoom because I had done some work with them uh, a lot over the years. And so I was like, hey, I'm interested in trying something new. Uh, I watch anime and I want to, you know, just embody these characters and play any part that I can. And so for the longest time, I've just played, you know, small parts here and there or doing Walla or uh, doing, you know, just, you know, random prisoner or whatever. And then more recently, it's gotten to be more full on characters, one of being uh, sports max. And uh, it's crazy to watch what I've gotten to see so far with the with this because I've recorded the next part of Stone Ocean. Uh, I can't talk about it, but uh, it is it's nuts. If you read it, it's nuts. And then there's even more nuts to it that's coming. So uh, but getting the voice sports maximum, it definitely breaks me into a different part of this industry that I have been so small in, and I now get to break into it and be a big part of. So I'm super grateful for that. And when I looked at the cast list and I saw that you were voicing sports max, I'm like, you know what? Yes. He was the perfect person for that role. I cannot imagine anyone else in that role because one you know, you're great at playing villains. We already established that, you know, you're great <laughs> at playing, you know, villains like Black Manta. And two, I am so happy that we're starting to see more people of color in anime. Absolutely. Like, I am Man. so happy that that is being, that they, they are being considered for these roles instead of just like being looked over. No, you're absolutely right. Honestly, there's a, there's a, there's a good group of us. Um, that are grateful to be involved as much as we should be involved. And I say should be involved uh, simply because, I mean, it, it, it makes sense that more color people be in it because so many color people make up um, the, uh, we make up 
the the base that 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 their that the anime is, is towards as well and we make up so many of these characters um that they should be voiced by us and i'm grateful to say that so many of these characters are voiced by us and then we're given so many more opportunities to do more within these animes and so seeing people like Zeno robinson or gabe kunda or uh, aj rickles like and myself really grow as black men in this industry into anime um that these guys have been doing a lot longer than i have uh, <laughs> uh, everyone i listed off has done it much longer than i have i'm grateful to join them in this journey to better diversify anime uh and we're gonna see more and more of it come and uh it's really really cool that there is no immediately after i, I emailed bang zoom and I, uh, Mami Okada over there, and I, I talked to her, and I was like, I, I'm really interested. Within that month, um, I was already being sent uh, auditions. And then within that same month, I booked my first one, which was Lupin the Third. And Lupin the Third um, was just small bit parts here and there, just to get the grasp and understanding of how that works. Because recording an anime is way different than recording so many different things. Um, but yeah, to go back to people of color being involved in anime, it's huge. And we deserve a seat at that table. And we have those seats at the table. And uh, and it, we're, we're coming <laughs> and we're growing. And I know that it's like, you know, a pod button issue, because like I said before on this show is that, you know, it never ceases to amaze me that, you know, you can talk about literally anything and no one would give a shit. But the moment you start talking about race, everyone's going to be like, oh, wait a minute now. Oh, that's uh-huh. looks like, you know, I, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with where this is going, but I'm like, the industry is changing whether you like it or not. And Absolutely. I, for one, think to. it's changing for the better. And if that hurts your feelings, then I don't care. Yeah, if it hurts anyone's feelings, and I've talked to my agents about this, that, you know, I say, fuck them, because uh, honestly... I don't I, I can't care about the feelings of others when it comes to any industry that has not included people of color for so long. Um, well, we saw that back in 2020 when there were a handful of major characters being uh, changed out and voiced by uh, people of color that weren't originally voiced by people of color. Because when you really think about it, um, though, that's a job that is that is a job for an actor, a black actor, a colored actor um, that is not had because someone else took it already um and it was already well established a lot of these characters and then we saw in the simpsons the doctor and uh cleveland over in family guy um and even hank azaria giving up his slots in, in simpsons and uh it's it's because you think about the money that was made the notoriety that was built the the uh the career growth that was had due to the positions of these actors and the, the positions that they had uh they were able to do so much more but if you really think about it those there have been actors that could have filled those slots forever ago and they didn't there were people of color and they would have had different trajectories different opportunities that if they were given those spots so i'm grateful that they did it finally um it's it's late it's overdue all this change is well overdue we'll take it right now absolutely but i'll let you know right now we're not gonna let go of it uh we're not gonna stop this train from moving uh all of us all of us in this industry uh, are pushing to continue to make this work for more and more people of color, more women, more of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, everyone getting involved in the, in what we have here. Because this industry is huge and everyone can have a seat at the table. And so I'm grateful that seats are being made or that they're being vacated so others can move into them. Um, and I will say this the same thing for 
us actors that are up and coming. Um, I've been working towards doing voiceovers full time since 2012, but it wasn't genuinely until 2020 that that really, really changed. Um, you know, COVID changed everything for how we do uh, voice acting. Everything can be done at home now. And so that changed everything for me and, and put me in a good trajectory for what I could do for my career. Uh, but so as an up and coming actor, there are so many of us that have been waiting for opportunities to come and they're here we're taking them we're killing the parts we're we're, we're dominating the commercials we're, we're building up uh, uh voices of color in promo we're building up voices of color in commercials and in different parts of the industry that have the money and the opportunities and the notoriety that comes with everything that we all deserve um and so there's a huge there's a huge number of us that are coming uh to be the new wave of acting and actors uh, in this industry that are going to take over for so many of these amazing amazing names and amazing artists that have been doing it for 30 plus years um that are getting older and uh <laughs> that are uh, that are making way for us to come in and be able to sit in these seats and be able to voice these characters and be able to be uh, the voice of a new generation. No, I, I said this before, you know, we um, started recording, but I think that, you know, the industry has been ch- changing a lot. And, and you mentioned that, you know, you're starting to see a lot of new faces. And one of my main goals of this show was, and I've said this many, many times, so I apologize for long time listeners, but one of my main goals with this show is to highlight everybody i don't care if you're an, a veteran of the industry mm-hmm. or if you've only done one or two things if you've done something yeah. i want to hear your fucking story absolutely i appreciate that this show is giving that opportunity to people that don't have it otherwise because we're not most of us are we're not we're not big old famous people whatsoever. Some people might know who I am. Some of these other actors have great followers on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. That's really cool. I'm a guy that's laid low and just did what I wanted to do. Uh, I spend a lot of time with my family. I spend a lot of time building my relationship. I spend a lot of time working on me and a lot less time trying to build a following on, on social media. So this opportunity uh, that you've given me to be able to be on your show allows me personally to spread my voice and what I want to say, what I don't usually say uh, aloud <laughs> to p- other people or what I don't really realize even right now. I mean, even the realization of us, a new wave of up and coming actors and actresses that are going to be taking over. Um, I didn't realize that really, honestly, until right now that that's happening and it's happening as we're, as we're, as we're speaking. Um, and it's beautiful. And so thank you for the opportunity to be able to like literally have this good realization, this positive realization. And uh, I mean, you're, you've had so many episodes with so many powerhouses and uh, it's cool that what you're doing genuinely, this is what we need. Cause um, I will say as a voice actor in comparison to an on-screen actor and even, you know, being a musician, uh, one or two uh, major issues that I see is we don't get the recognition that we deserve as well. Our voices are everywhere. They're in your commercials, your promos, they're on your apps, they're in your mobile games, your video games, your animated shows, your movies, they're everywhere. We are everywhere, but yet nobody knows who we are. And so without without people knowing who we are, we can live freely, which is also really beautiful, but I guess we don't get the usual, like the, the big pat on the back that a lot of the on-screen actors and musicians get, because we make you feel good too. Um, but also... 
building these friendships and relationships within this industry is really, really difficult. I won't lie, simply because we don't get to see each other. You know, I've worked with pretty much everyone that you've had on your show and with so many amazing people, but I never met them. They don't even know that I'm in the, you know, the show or the game with them and vice versa. And uh, so that's the downside I would say excuse me, that I would love to change. I have no idea how to change it, but I'd love to change because uh, we don't get to know each other the way that these other folks do, uh, these other parts of the industry do. And we don't get to, uh, I guess, like blow each other up. Uh, you know, like these other uh, industry parts of the industry do. So I would love to see that change. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to do it uh, because uh, I feel like voiceover usually doesn't get the love that it deserves. Um, and so your show, it does just that. Because I, you know, the reason I, I'm, I focus more on voiceover is because, um, and I told the story before, so apologies for longtime listeners, but when I went to a con, you know, back in 2018, you know, I met Nolan North and uh, Fred Tatashore, and they're like oh, yeah. the two nicest people you will ever talk to. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> and I, I, just, I had that realization of like, wait a minute, you know, why are they like, what is it about voice actors that are that make them more friendly compared to like celebrities? Because you talk to like major on camera actors and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very it's very robotic and very like, you know, scripted almost. Yeah, no, I understand. But, you know, when you're talking to someone like a Fred Tatish or or Nolan North, you can just talk to them about anything and they don't care. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, I think uh, honestly, every voiceover actor that I've gotten to meet in this industry, some of the big ones, some some of us smaller guys and gals. um, Yeah, honestly, I will say that we don't have a mask to have to put on in order to be out in public. Uh, Most people that know us know us by our characters and less and know us less by who we are as individuals. So we can just be ourselves. We don't have to put on a show for the paparazzi. We don't need to wear specific clothes. I mean, every time I see dudes doing a signing, uh, even, I mean, every time I see people doing signings, even it's like we're wearing regular people clothes. I mean, we, we shop at Target and Walmart, just like everybody else. And we live our normal lives just like you, like we're normal people. So it's easy to, to relate to us because you know us by our voices, by these characters that we voice, but you also understand most every fan of everything like anime, animated shows, um, uh, video games, all that, understand that there's a person on the other side of that character, on the other side of that microphone. There is a person, and, uh, and you want to get to know that person because that person was able to create a, a, a character and, and give emotion and depth to a character and to a story that you can relate to, that you love, that you love to embody, that you love to watch. We were able to do that um, all the while being behind a microphone. All the while developing this 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 emotion uh, without an, you know an act, an actor opposite of us, a camera in our face, you know millions of dollars in our pocket, and you know a major you know uh, Disney budget behind us. Like no, it's just we're just happy to be doing it. Uh, every voice actor, every voice actor that's doing it, I tell you, I guarantee, we're all just fucking happy to be doing it uh, because it's just a cool industry most of us didn't even know this industry really really existed the way that it does um a lot of us didn't realize that until we got into it and we're like wow and we and we fell in love with it but we're just grateful to be doing it because it is a whole world that we get to be a part of that nobody genuinely understands except for us and uh, i think that's really cool that we can we can provide an outlet for other people uh to 
have someone or something to relate to. Uh, every time I meet anybody that I meet and I talk to them about voiceover, um, I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown by the excitement that people have over it. Cause I'm just as excited. Like I'm just as excited as you. Like if you, if you think that's really cool that I did the voice for that thing, that, I, me too. Like that was, that was really cool. It was a great opportunity. It was a really cool feeling. It was, yeah. Yo, yeah. No, you like that character, like that show. Yeah, me too. Um, and so it's, it's cool. You know, it's a, it's a different type of, uh, it's a different type of vibe. It's a whole nother vibe. And uh, all of us in this industry, man, we are, we're chill. We're laid back because we are just grateful to be doing it. And um, you, me- you mentioned a great point when it comes to performances, you know, when you're in that booth or when you're recording wherever you have to make sure that you you're giving the performance of a lifetime with just your voice. Like mm-hmm. there is no camera tracking your movement. Like there no, is no director saying like, Hey, can you do this, you know, with your body or whatever? Yeah. It's, it's just your voice, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, you're, you're, it, it is just, it's just that. I mean, don't get me wrong. We are moving and grooving and throwing our arms and embodying the characters and everything behind that microphone. But yeah, no, there's no camera trained on us at all times, unless you're doing motion capture and things like that. But that's one of the story. And, but, and, but most of us, like myself, I do everything right here in my home. Right now, I am behind my desk in my studio, which is partly my closet, uh, because it's the best place to record. Um, and this is where I do everything. Yeah, I do it alone, you know, via Zoom and Source Connect and all that. But I mean, I don't feel alone. You know, I, I genuinely don't because the world is being built around me. Um, when we're in it, we're in it. Um, we visualize what we need to visualize. I'm only given so much, usually just my lines and then things maybe around it. There's every gig that we do, whether it's a TV show or it's, a, you know, it's a game or anime, we're only given our lines and uh, for the most part. And so we have to build the world around us. And so that's what we do. So it's not like we're alone and sad that we're here alone. It's more so that I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm in my world now. So when I'm in Jojo's world, when I'm in that world, I am in that world. And I don't usually leave. Um, many actors you'll see like on, on camera actors, you know, like a great example was the dark Knight, Heath Ledger being the Joker all the time. Even when the camera wasn't rolling, he was still the Joker. And it, there's a, there's a great reason why the reason being, he stays in that character. He stays in that pocket. So he doesn't have to leave that pocket. If he leaves that pocket, it's harder to get the, the delivery, the emotion, uh, all that that you need. And so the same thing goes for voice actors. We, we stay in that pocket. Um, I don't leave it. Once I'm that character, I speak as that character. I act as that character. I sound as that character. I am that character until they're like, all right, that's a wrap. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. And then I can go back to Kane. I snap, <laughs> snap out of it and I'm back to Kane. Uh, but we sit in that pocket. And uh, it's a great way to call it that, a pocket, because you literally find somewhere within your, vo- your vocality, excuse me, your understanding of the story, your understanding of the character and the world that you're building, and you sit there and you stay there. You are in it. And uh, uh, it's cool. When it, with, with the delivery of it all, we're building that emotion. You know, so if a character is genuinely angry, uh, we have to sh- we have to sell that. We have to showcase that. We need to b- uh, be able to do that. And we do. Um, and it's, it's not without being uh, worked on um, constantly. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of work and I'm doing more and more and more and more and so much that I can't talk about. And it's, I'm so excited for this year to come uh, to continue to, uh, to, to grow and go because I'm doing so much more every day. And, but it's not without practice. It's not without trying harder. It's not without training. It's not without um, uh, reading. It's not without uh, eating well. It's not without getting good rest. It's not without... Uh, taking care of my mental health. It's not without 
uh, a smile on my face. It's not without doing it even when I'm not having a good day, when I'm not ready to do it, when I don't feel like I'm, I'm worthy of it. Uh, the imposter syndrome sets in, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not without all that. We have a lot to work on. What you get to see, what everyone gets to see is the finished product. All of those years and hours of work and prep and time and reading and growth that we put in just for that finished product. Yeah, no, I totally agree because uh, you guys... Like, you know, to me, voice acting is very fascinating because you guys create something otherworldly and unimaginable by, you know, normal human standards. (laughs) No, you're not wrong, man. It's uh, it's it's something that, like I said, most of us didn't know about it. Like we didn't really, really realize it until we started to look into it, to get into it. I mean, everyone's story is usually, for the most part, everyone's story is like, yeah, I moved to LA and I wanted to do this other thing. And, you know, I'm sure everyone, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to speak for everyone, but probably everyone moved to LA to be an on-camera actor. And some of them are. There's a handful of us voice folks that are still doing on-camera, that are still doing their thing. And that's really, really cool for, for everybody else. I stepped away from even wanting to do that once I learned that I could just do this and have the time for myself um, and have the time to be with my family. Once I started booking more and more, I just walked into having a family. So I was like, well, I got to keep this balance because I still need to push for more to be full time. I want to do this. I want to do this. I don't want to serve tables. I want to do this all the time. And so, uh, but I had to do everything I needed to do and still serve tables on the side while balancing the family and everything like that. So I chose, you know what, focus on this as a career, focus on voices, put everything into voices. Don't worry about social media, being a YouTube sensation or whatever, or on camera. Nope. Just voices get better at being you behind a microphone. Um, and it, it worked. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. Like, don't worry about the world around you just worry about no don't even worry just like focus on improving your craft exactly yes get better get better get better and change with the industry because i'll tell you in the 10 years that i've been chasing it and achieving it it has changed every single year hollywood changes every year the way we do things where we consume has changed infinitely and so everything changes you got to be able to, to adapt to the change uh, get training when you can. Uh, if you can't get training, which is most of the time, I mean, I don't always have extra, all the extra money to always do everything. So I'm like, okay, well, my training right now will be to read. I'm gonna, go, I'm just gonna read. I'm gonna look at old characters that I've auditioned for, download the scripts, and just read them, and better understand specs, and better understand everything that comes along with it, because there's so much more than just oh, and I get a script and I'm just this character now. Like it's ooh, nope, it's um. It's a whole big old bag you got to carry with you of, of knowledge to better understand what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and do it quickly for the most part. Um, and so, yeah, no, it, it definitely comes with a with a with a heavy amount of understanding, knowledge, and uh, trial and error. Just a ton of trial and error. Even the biggest um, artists in this industry will still tell you they flub lines, they do the character wrong the audition didn't go well they're nervous there's some none of them are just can sit in the pocket all the time i mean I, it's just it's not, it's not how it goes and even on camera actors uh, ryan reynolds came out recently and was talking about how he has major anxiety that he knows he can turn on the switch to be who everyone knows him to be but and he can do that 
but that's a mask. It's just, it's something that he can just throw on really quickly, turn it on when he needs to turn it on and turn it off when he's done. But that he deals with so much anxiety and the same thing for us actors on this other side for the mic- on, on the microphone. We deal with so much more than the world gets to see and hear. Um, I guess it's a good thing, honestly, just so that not everyone is involved in our in my life, you know, that no one has to know all the gritty details of my life that I'm not necessarily at times willing to share. But there is a lot that I am willing to share because as a voice actor and channeling myself through this industry and having to go through the nitty gritty and all the ups and downs and all the fucked up shit on top of the normal, you know, you know, life shit. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of good insight and uh, so do all the other actors that I, that I follow that I listen to when they put their stuff out there and they're talking about how difficult it can be at times and to not give up and to stay focused and to put the effort in because it, otherwise you're not going to get where you want to go. But if you want to go there, you can go there. Absolutely. This is not out of reach for anyone that genuinely wants it, but you got to fucking want it. You got to want it that bad. You got to want it that bad as much as possible. Not all the time. Don't break your back. Don't hurt your mind. Don't overdo it. Don't overthink it because that's going to make it harder for you to be uh, who you need to be behind the microphone. Um, but it does take a lot of work and effort to actually make this. But if you really want to do it, you absolutely fucking can. And I just want to mention, stop with this nonsense of if I don't make it at this age, I'm never going to make it. Fuck that no, fuck bullshit. That, that's stupid if i would have waited if i would have given up which i wanted to give up a million times shit like i over and over and over and over all the times i moved back and forth to la when i first had kids going the kids and, and life and all that change and all that stuff i wanted to give up then i wanted to give up when i moved back to la with my family and put them all through the hell that we had to go through for me to just live there in that city to still continue to follow through lie to my agents to say that i was still living there even after i moved back to arizona from LA just to say that I'm still doing it and be able to book it and all this shit. Nope. Fuck it. I could have given it up a billion times in the past 10 years and I would not be where I am right now had I given up. And I'm grateful that I never did. And uh, I did have an idea of, no, it's going to be this year. And then it never was. Okay. No, it's going to be this year. And then it never was. And then it's going to be, it'll be this week. I swear I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like this it was such a good audition and oh, sweet Coke. Okay. It's between me and this other guy. All right, cool. And they're going to give you a callback for Coke. And all right, cool. Man, that callback was great. And oh, they didn't go with me. Okay. Oh, man, you get to meet this person. I'm going to do this class. I'm going to get to rub elbows. And, you know, they're totally going to be with me. And they're going to love me. And I'm here. And I'm available. Blah, 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 all this stuff. And oh, they, oh, they did. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, then I'm not going to. And then you get down the dumps. Get down the dumps. Like I said, we've all been told no a million times. I mean, I auditioned over a hundred times plus 200 times a week for so many jobs and I'm not booking every single job. And so it's the, I got to let it you know fall off of me a little bit. You know, sometimes I, I get a little sad. I won't lie when I'm me and this other person are up for whatever it is. And then, you know, go see the person but at the same time, round of applause to that other artist. Cause at least somebody else is going to be able to walk give me walk into this industry or already be established in this industry and be grateful. That's going to help them out with their career. That's going to help them build further. It's going to help them get further. And it might, at some point soon, it'll be my turn too. Um, and I think that's something that voiceover has um, that um, we don't talk about much either, but that's like the, you know, you go boo, like <laughs> you go boo. Like I'm proud. I'm proud. I've, I've lost out and I get to listen to the commercials or the promos or see the animated show or the anime or the, video game or whatever and i did i know who i lost out to for that for that but you know what fuck yeah go you like you did it like there we go my time is coming next well you know what i booked the thing right after i did that thing with you like it's all good we're still eating everybody's eating 
Um, so it's cool. I love that. I love that about this industry that there's no hard feelings. It doesn't really matter. We're all going out for the same stuff. I don't care who gets it. Of course, I want to get it. But if I don't get it, it's all good. If Zeno gets it, it's all good. If AJ gets it or Gabe gets it or whoever, it doesn't even matter who gets it. Genuinely, I'm just grateful that we get to be a part of this together. So I think I went on a tangent. My bad, man. <laughs> no, no, it's it's fine. But I, I was just about to say, look, I mean, the only time you have the right to get pissed off is if they hire an influencer. Then you get, then you can get pissed. Off. Oh, that shit happens all the fucking time, man. That shit <laughs> happens all the time. I've tried to, I've, I've, I've had to let go of that because I last year I had this understanding, this realization that animated shit is going to be fucking difficult, if almost not impossible, to break into as far as the big person in the industry because all the animated shit goes to big names. And so I've had to let it go, understand that, you know, I'm going to still try and go for it. I'm going to audition for everything that comes my way. And I'm going to still keep pushing and training. Excuse me, excuse me, I'm, I'm training with Brian Matias right now, uh, who's worked with Disney for years in Nickelodeon and everything like that. And so I'm training right now just to continue to get better and work my skills out. But I know that I'm not going to book, you know, the next big Pixar movie. That's not, not in my, that's not, that's not, that's not the case. Sadly, it's all right. I understand that. I, I hate that it's that the industry has become that. Um, as far as voiceover goes, because they took over a uh, pizza hut back in the nineties was the first commercial um, who had queen Latifah be their spokesperson. And it was the first time that a major celebrity had, excuse me, done uh, a major campaign like that. And then now most of us do still get campaigns, but most of those campaigns are given to celebrities. Um, and so I do have this, this issue at times trying to get past that. I know that uh, there was um. Brian Cox, who plays the father in Secession, the show Secession, um, he was doing the voice for McDonald's. He did the campaigns for McDonald's all over the place, McDonald's. And uh, I was I was pissed because I got I got the same audition like a lot of other people. And Brian Cox got it. Big, big, huge actor, generational actor, been around for, you know, forever. He got it. Talk about McDonald's. First of all, you know, Brian Cox does not eat McDonald's. He's in the 70s. He does not eat McDonald's. First, secondly, uh, there would be, uh, you know, uh, radio spots or whatever, and hip hop's playing behind him while he's, while he's talking about, you know, the next deal that they got coming out, bada, 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 with, you know, hip hop tracks playing behind him. Boom. Brian Cox, cool sound, great, but that should have been a brother behind that because you got brother music playing behind it. You got sister music playing behind it. Um, all right, cool. And then I, I started to listen more and more and realize that, uh oh, there's an issue within this industry that uh, we've already discussed this. But like, there's an issue with this industry, uh, with things like that, that they're just not even thinking about it. Because who's in the room making these decisions? Uh, most of the time, it's not people of color. You know, the casting directors. I'll let you know right now. I don't think, I don't think I've worked with a black casting director, and not that's a bad thing. As far as like who I've worked with, I love everybody that I've worked with. Of course, I'm grateful for them. But I actually don't think I've worked with a black casting director. So when I get booked for these roles, I don't know how many times I've had to in the room or in the behind my mic or in the studio have to tweak the character a little bit, if you know what I mean, because they don't they don't know <laughs> how the black dude should sound or how the black woman should sound or, uh, you know, what the what the audience is. And so I've had to you know tweak it myself because we're not in the room like that, uh, which that's changing. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry, uh, as far as, you know, it, having to understand that these 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 gigs are going to be lost out to influencers or to celebrities at times, it's fine. But I believe wholeheartedly that there was going to be a wave of change again in which voice actors like myself are going to dominate um, and celebrities are going to step away from that kind of stuff uh, because um, I don't really know why. I just feel it in my bones that that's coming. 
Uh, they're making money. That's really cool. But I also know that those celebrities also understand that there's an industry of people like myself and others that aren't able to eat like they eat, that aren't able to live like they live, that aren't able to do like they do because they took our jobs. Um, and so I believe change is definitely on its way. I don't know how it's going to come, but it's definitely, it's going to come. That's why I'm not really a big fan of a lot of, you know, some of the casting decisions that have come out lately where, especially if it's like um, a show geared towards adults. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. adult shows have to have celebrities in the cast. And I'm like, who, who gives cares? a fuck? Who no, gives nobody a fuck? cares. Nobody cares at all, honestly. And I've, I've asked a ton of people here and there. Every time that I can, I remember I'll ask somebody, you know, a friend of mine at the gym or my trainer or I'll ask uh, someone at my, my partner's work or one of the teachers at the kid's school or whatever. Like, I'll, I ask people, do you, do you know who's in such, such and such movie? Do you know who voices those characters? Like, uh, no, not really. Like, then I don't know who they're selling to because Kevin Hart is an adult themed comedian, you know? So, yeah, maybe sure. I'll, I want to see it because of Kevin Hart and The Rock are doing you know, they're playing animals in this next DC thing. thing. That, that's cool. You know, I, you know, I understand they're buddies and that's really, really cool, but I don't care. No one cares. Uh, the people that are going to see it, the kids that are going to see it, they're going to be taken regardless. The parents are not not going to take them because Kane Jones Murray <laughs> is voicing the character that Kevin Hart would have voiced. Um, they're not going to not bring them because I'm doing it. They're, they're going to still bring them to see the movie. They're still going to pay for the streaming service. They're still going to invest to buy the toys. I'm confused where the industry thinks they're going because I, I think that they are one, they're wasting a lot of money. Let's be really real here. Most of us, most of us would do it for half of what they're, what they're paying these, these uh, major celebrities, to be honest. Um, I don't even care. I would, I would do it for, for what I make on just doing what I do sag small stuff. I don't care. I just want to do it. Cause I love doing it. Um, these other actors are doing it mainly for the money. Let's be real. So I don't know where the industry thinks they're going. Um, but I think they're going to wake up at some point because, like I said, there's a whole industry. And these these actors, these these uh, on-camera actors, they know. They know that this industry exists. They know it exists. They work with people like us. Um, they just don't necessarily have the understanding. They have their blinders on to 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 not see that, like, hey, I could be further in my career. Actually, there's a lot of us that could be in it even more or more room for more actors. That's actually really it. More room for more actors, more room for creativity, more room for the people that are like, that are, that need to break through that haven't broken through that need to break through that. Once we move out the celebrities from all these different outlets, that's when you will see um, a lot of us uh, actors taking over in different ways and also making it inclusive. Uh, you know, the rock doesn't have to be a part of every single goddamn thing. Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Hart, uh, Leslie Jones, whoever, they, they, uh, Tiffany Haddish, I love them all. They're great actors. Thank you so much for what you do, but they don't have to be a part of every single thing. Um, and so if any black major actor, Kevin Hart, you hear this, I'm let you know right now, man, there's a lot of us that could eat. You're eating really well. There's a lot more of us that could eat and a lot more of us that could continue to do further uh, and bigger things in our career. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to, you know, just uh, hear me out a little bit, uh, step away a little bit and let us, let us take over because we know what we're doing. Uh, we train for this. We literally all train for this. We know exactly how it, how to be behind a microphone. Uh, we know exactly what these character stories are. We we read the scripts. We really understand where the story is going. We really understand how to develop this emotion. Um, we we literally are trained for this. And so, uh, seeing our our jobs go out the door um, at times is a little frustrating. But like I said, change is coming. No, um, I just want to mention, and this is going on a tangent, but <laughs> it's. 
it's, it's just something I got to get off my chest. But a lot of times when you watch these movies with celebrities in the main voices, I guarantee you most of the most of the animators didn't even work off of celebrity voices because what happens is they bring mm-hmm. in voice talent Demos. to do scratch to do to mm-hmm. do the scratch vocals you know yes. to help them out uh, to help them out to to, to help them out uh do the to, to help out uh, with the animation and yes. then they get the the on camera people to come in and yes. it's like you guys could have just saved money by just having the Voice actors just do the parts. I mean, you already had them record the lines, you know? Yep. They're already there. It happens all the time, man. I don't know how many times I get auditions or the opportunities to do scratch reads and the whole, it's a placeholder. We're just placeholders. And so, like I said, we are trained for this. There are so many other industries where these people, when you're trained to do it, you do it well. You're, you're given the opportunity to, to do more and grow more. And sadly, with voiceover, it isn't that case. It sadly is not that case. Um, I don't think it's intentional to be like well fuck all these little people because it's not that if we all rose up together we'd all rise up pretty heavy together and be able to change the wave um of where everything's going but yeah no you're right they yes somebody did an audition to be the scratch read for you know terry cruz in some show and they did all the lines because terry wasn't available and then at some point whenever he's available he's gonna sit down do all the lines in one sitting for the most part and then be done um when really they could have already done wrap the show put it to post and put it out <laughs> because they already got a good person. They, they hire whoever they hire um, to do the scratch reads because they sound like the character or sound like the actor that they're looking for. They could, yeah, they could save money, save time and not need the, uh, the backing of these celebrities. You know, the celebrity isn't necessarily selling this at all. Um, they, don't, they don't need to, they, they don't need to, um, it's I don't and usually we don't even usually see the celebrity talking much about it about whatever it is that they're doing um, and if they do it's very short lived guaranteed to give it to one of us we're gonna be talking about it nonstop it is it's our livelihood so this is we're stoked like we we hit a home run so we're gonna talk about that home run a lot <laughs> yeah um, another example is and I mentioned this in another episode so I'm sorry if I told the story before but no um, you know the 2007 TMNT movie. You know, uh, this to this day this pisses me off so much but yeah man but um they got nika futterman to do the voice of april and for the longest time she thought that she was like she recorded all her lines she thought that she was gonna you know when the movie was gonna come out it's gonna be her voice and then what happens the movie comes out all her lines are redubbed by sarah michelle geller because they wanted a celebrity and yep. to add insult to injury and this is true if you look at the credits at the very end, the special thanks, that's her name right there. Sorry we fucked you over, but here's a special thanks at the end of the movie. Special thanks. Yeah, that's some bullshit. It's bullshit because that's a, that's a life changer. Like that would have been a life changing moment for an, for an actor, for an actress. And they don't they don't follow through with that, you know, um, and that's that's frustrating because uh, that's not it's not fair. And that happens all the fucking time. Um, where we don't get our just due. And so you got people uh, that, that step in. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar probably doesn't even fucking know or care. Actually, no, she does know because she had to listen to her reference more than likely at times in order to better understand where she was being placed in the scene. And uh, it's and that's some shit because she hears that, whatever, whatever. But she went back to her normal, very famous, very wealthy, uh, you know, prosperous life. Great. More power to everybody that's involved like that. That's really, really cool. But at the same time, 
um, sadly, uh, she doesn't get to have that notoriety. She didn't get to have that, you know, that that love. She didn't get to use that to build on her career even further, like these other celebrities get to do that. Celebrities get to use these these outlets, voiceover, as not only a way to make money, but a way to, um, like a lot of money, but a way to build their careers too. But they already have these other outlets. As a voice actor, we don't have nor use those other outlets because that's not how voiceover works. Uh, I can't just always be doing something else, but then think I'm going to thrive in voiceover. I need to be available all the time to do voiceover. So no, I, I can't do a bunch of other things and then also do, it doesn't work that way. If you want to be able to be versatile and be a utility actor in this industry, you need to be available. You need to be able to be really good at doing this. And I mentioned that earlier, taking the time to go, you know what? I really want to do these other things, which all seem really, really cool but I really want to do this. So I'm going to put effort directly into voiceover and get better at that one thing. Because then once I'm full time, if I get to that point, grateful I, I am that I, then I can branch out a little bit more and do what I like to do on the side and stuff like that and get better at some other things that I want to do. But um, yeah, these celebrities taking these spots. That's a, that's a, that's an awful, but real example of how this works for so many of us where we don't even get the opportunity. There's something I did recently, a, a commercial that I did not know was the exact same case, that I was just a placeholder until I was in the session. And I was like, oh. So I remember posting about like, oh, I booked this really cool thing. I can't talk about it, but it's coming and I'm really excited. And I took it down when I found out that it was actually never going to come. It was, yeah, sure, I made a little bit of money on the side, but did not get make as much money as I would have with the, that campaign. And also I was only a placeholder. So I was only going to be a placeholder for the other person coming in to take my spot and it sucks. It really does. And like I said, again, I think that that's going to change. It, it has to, otherwise they're going to lose actors. They're not going to be able to sustain uh, needing every single part to be voiced by a celebrity. They, it's not gonna be able to be sustainable at all. Not whatsoever. Um, so that'll change. And a lot of times, like even when you watch shows that have like um, voice actors in the main roles, there's still like one or two celebrities in there. And it's like, yeah, that's probably a studio mandated decision because God for fucking bid. We listen to someone who isn't a celebrity. (laughs) Always bro. I will tell you right now when I did, when nature calls last year on ABC, there was the point where we were going to be questioning or that was being questioned whether there should be more celebrities voicing these characters, animals, um, this nature documentary style comedy on ABC. And, uh, and my thought was like, fuck, like I finally did it. Like I did it. I, I got, I'm, I'm in a TV show. Like, this is great. This is a dream come true. I'm working with some incredible people. I'm on ABC primetime and I might not be able to, <laughs> I might have to stop what I'm doing and not do it because celebrities are going to be maybe taking over some of these, 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 uh, these spots. And it's like, for, for what? Nobody's going to watch it even more because Ryan Reynolds is voicing some random chipmunk. No, no one cares. No one cares. Um, and so, yeah, it happens all the time. That fear, uh, sets in. And like I said, it's going to change because it is not sustainable. No fucking way. Can they continue to have people that yes, have talent. Don't get me wrong. Tom Holland, Kevin Hart, the rock, Ryan Reynolds, Emma Stone, list goes on. They all have talent, but they're voicing with their own voice only exclusively because usually they can't do much else. So uh, that's where we come in as these well-trained actors made for the microphone and made to be versatile, made to be utility, made to 
voice several things. That is the requirement. Almost every single thing that we do, anime, video game, uh, animation, everything. You need to be able to do multiple voices. You need to, you need to be able to do more, um, at least three. That's 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 literally a rule <laughs> that you need to need to be able to do at least three voices for any and every session. So we need to be versatile. We need to be who I'm supposed to. I need to be sports maximum, but then also need to be you know prisoner number two, and then also need to be uh, Walla, and then also need to be you know like we need to be versatile. And these actors that are on camera, they're not. So these characters, yes, yeah, sure, being voiced by whoever, but they're not versatile. They're versatile in the in the characters that they create on screen. When it comes to voiceover, they're still not they're not they're not they're not doing anything different. The animation team, the production team, is doing everything for them. They're just showing up and talking. Um, more, you know, mad, mad love to all the celebrities out there doing doing uh, doing a thing. You're awesome, and I still love you. And I watch your shit. I you know, cool, but um, you're taking it away from the rest of us. And that's got to change. Like I said, not sustainable. The talent runs out when it's just their voice and that is it. And that's all they can literally do. I am not going to be surprised when Chris Pratt pisses us all off when he comes and does Mario. I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> oh no, that, that really pissed me off in general because like, I, I, like why, why Chris Pratt of all people, because he's so likable. <laughs> really? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, uh, that's it. <laughs> That is that that that's it. Uh, that that's I, they sell them off the name. They sell them off of who, who they are in other things, and they're always playing the same thing. And things are getting boring because they're all the same things. I mean, for Mario, fuck man. I mean, Charles Martinet is still alive. He's still here. He's gonna be in the damn movie, but he's not gonna be Mario. And I'm confused because as someone that voices Mario and Luigi, he should be voicing Mario and Luigi. He should be getting the major love and hug that he deserves out of all the years he has been in such an incredible fucking voice to all of us and all the work that he's done. He should be getting his just due by being the front face, front runner, front everything for this coming movie. But no, they decided to put a a list uh, big name actor behind it all. And we're all going to hate it. We're all going to watch it, but we're all going to hate it. Um, and that sucks because it's, it doesn't, it means that it's not for us it means it's not for fans it means it's not for uh the people that genuinely enjoy voice or the art of voice acting it means that it's not for anything entertainment genuine value whatsoever jack black is bowser you know charles charlie day is luigi uh fucking seth rogan is donkey kong out of all the african-american themes that they've always had in that damn game you're telling me that seth rogan is going to be donkey kong come on now you could have at least chose a brother um but <laughs> But to, to, they're not they're not making it for us. And I think that's what we're seeing happening in, in this industry a lot all over the place is they've stopped making things for fans and they've started making things for money and they stopped making things for uh, to build new uh, and incorporate new people. They stopped making things like these kids movies. They stopped making them for kids in general. They make them not even just for adults. They make them for money. They make the stuff just to make it. They don't have to make a Mario movie. It's going to do really well. So a lot of merchandise will make a lot of money. So who really cares who's voicing Mario, whether it's Charles Martinet or Chris Pratt? They don't care. The execs, they sat in their chairs and they didn't think whatsoever. Maybe somebody was like, Charles Martinet would be a good choice. You know, obviously, he's, he, he is Mario. But a whole room of other people probably said, no, we need somebody that everyone knows. Which, if you're a fan, if you know Mario, if you enjoy voice acting, you know who Charles Martinet is. So, uh, 
it's it's sad to see that, that, that we're going in that direction so heavily. But like I said, it's going to change because uh, we're not going to take it. Uh, we're, we're not going to continue to have it not sustainable. And uh, I wanted to ask, um, and I and I asked this question of everybody, but with home recording being the norm now, do you think that that's made it easier for people to get into the business or harder? I think it's made it easier in some ways better than not. I will say it's made it easier for already established or like already moving and grooving in the industry actors like myself who like COVID and bringing everything home helped me not have to go to LA or have to skip out on auditions because they need LA local. They didn't, they no longer needed that. So I got to just be ready. I already had the equipment, the training, the, the backing, the, the, you know, already, uh, the, the no, already knew casting directors, already knew mentors, already knew other actors, already knew studios. Um, excuse me, there's a lot of hard work to put in to get that point. But then, yeah, bringing it home made it easier. As far as for new actors, I will say it makes it a little bit more difficult because although you might be able to do it from home, it doesn't mean that you suddenly can become a voice actor. Um, it doesn't mean that you can suddenly be able to be in the big, big video games or the big shows or the, or the commercials. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that it definitely still has to take a lot of work and effort. I've had friends of mine that have come to me and asked me for help and guidance, and I've given them a lot of insight, but really gave them like the practice, read, get better, grow. Don't think about an agent right now. Don't care about your demo reels right now. Don't worry about any of that shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you are not actually good, having a really well done demo reel or having even some training under your belt won't mean shit because if you can't be versatile, if you can't be a utility, if you cannot be directable if you don't understand mic etiquette if you don't really realize how to uh, understand specs or have you seen scripts do you read scripts all the scripts are different for everything all the layouts for them do you understand references do you understand what they're looking for when they're talking about certain references do you understand why they give you visual references and that might not match the character but what they're thinking about and how you can embody that do you understand how to act behind the mic with your body are you sitting still um, do you know how to smile behind the microphone? Do you know how to make it sound like you're smiling behind the microphone? Um, you know, there's so many things and intricacies that it's made it easier, but I think it's made it easier for already uh, um, going into established actors and then people that were already doing, yeah, I think people that were already doing things uh, here and there it just got better for us. But being brand new, I think it made it a, a little bit more difficult because you have the uphill battle that we have all already had on top of you got to get it out of your mind that it's going to be easy because you can do it from home. It's not easier <laughs> to, to learn how to do it from home. I still want to be in studio. I live in Arizona and I don't plan to move back to LA. So I'm grateful for that. I get to do what I do all the way out here um, because LA is expensive and you know, the schools out there aren't the greatest and I got three kids. So I am focused on my family getting better, but I also want to be able to provide for my family. So I'm grateful for what I have. Um, but don't get me wrong. I want to train in person. I want to, uh, uh, what do you call that? When you get to meet people, uh, network, I want to network more that way. I want to be in studio with other actors. I want to shake hands with my casting director, but I, I can't right now, but it doesn't mean I don't enjoy what I do, but I best believe that it's made it more difficult to establish those relationships. Uh, so you have to know what you're doing. That's the best way I will say. I have booked more work, repeated work, and that is what I do: is repeated work, because I've 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 made it. I've made myself directable. I understand all those things I listed off, and uh, and I don't worry about impressing anybody. I'm here to do my job and do what I love. Um, one of the things that honestly bugs me, and this was this is something that's bugged me for the longest time, is this misconception that 
you got to be in LA to, to get all these roles. Got to be in LA, got to be in LA. And I'm just like, why, why do you have to be in this specific place? You know, with technology being what it is, can't we just like find a way to just record from anywhere and, you know, you find a workaround around it, you know? Yeah, no, honestly, they, I mean, now um, it's not going to go back to what it was before, where they only want LA local. Um, yeah, they're going to want LA local for the most part for animation still, but that is also changing and that is making it nicer and easier for people like myself that do want to be in it, even as a small time piece of the puzzle, um, it is going to make it easier. So more time goes by, trust and believe I absolutely w- w- we will be more involved in that. Um, before you needed to be in person to do everything if you needed to record for warner brothers they weren't going to do it from your home studio what do you mean a home studio i can't record you from that i mean i can but like it's not going to sound good you don't have the right microphone you don't have the right this you don't have the right that um that all matters now uh, to do it from home i i will say that during covid at first i was good with what i had until auditions started coming through and they were like, um, okay, so for this gig, it's this X, Y, and Z. And also uh, prefer that you have a TLM 103 or a Sennheiser 416. And I'm like, oh, shit, I have a $150 condenser mic. Um, <laughs> that's an that's $1,100 mic. Whoa, okay, I'm going to still audition. But uh, they prefer that. And there's a lot of folks that already got that. And best believe, yeah, I missed that on a lot. And so I had to beef up my studio in order to match studio quality. Um, and that's what I've been able to do. Uh, it took time, but I was able to do it and I'm glad I did it, but, uh, it also matters, uh, being in person, they know that they have control over the, the environment. Um, being in person makes it easier to direct because you can be face to face directing people. Cause most of the time, no one's seeing my face for things. I don't really care to show it either. Cause I like just doing my voiceover job. I mean, I'm, I'm usually in my PJs, you know, like I'm just trying to chill, just do my job. Um, but as far as needing to be in LA to make it happen now, no. You don't need to be in LA to make it happen now. But I will say, most people are looking to break into animation. That's what everyone's introduction into voiceover as kids. We all were introduced into what voiceover really is via watching our favorite cartoons and movies. And so as everyone wants to get in, everybody wants to be a voice in an animated show. And let me tell you, that is number one. Uh, tied with promo and trailers. Number one, the uh, hardest part of the industry to break into. And so when everyone comes in with this, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I really want to be on the show. Hey, me too, bro. But uh, you don't have to put in some work uh, because that is hard. That's number one, right next to promo and trailer hardest to break into Uh, simply because you got to be in person. You got to be approachable, relatable, and also you got to know the right people and make the right moves and have the right training. Just because you can make a few different voices doesn't necessarily mean you can do an animated show. Um, and so that's something I've definitely learned over the years when I went into it, like, I just want to be, uh, I want to do this. And it's like, yeah, that's really, really cool. But you also should probably look at doing everything, be versatile, be able to know when to turn on your commercial read versus your animated read versus your video game reads versus your animated read, or your uh, anime reads versus your promo reads. Could be able to turn them all on and off. Oh, and then also don't forget about your medical stuff and your, um, your, uh, your random, uh, you know, uh, what do you call those uh, explainer videos? And don't forget all the other weird tiny parts of voiceover that all have a home and that you got to be able to turn that on and off and be able to be versatile in that uh, and stand out in that too. So um, being in LA now, nah, you don't need to be in LA. Just best believe you got to put in a lot of effort, beef up your studio and be ready to network now via zoom through all the classes and workshops that you possibly can. Um, 
I recommended before to people like, don't do it if you can't do it. I still recommend that. If you can't do classes and workshops, don't do it yet. Don't spend your money if you can't spend the money. Save your money. If you can't beef up your studio yet, don't spend your money. Save your money until you can. If you can't get the right demo reels or the, like the, well, the, right, the, um, the professionally done demo reels, don't worry about it. Practice. Read get better because you're not going to book overnight. Nobody is. It takes everyone time. And so, uh, um, so now yeah, I don't, no one has to worry about it really, I would say. And I've talked to a lot of people like my, my, my agents, other casting directors, other actors, and so many of us are already in different cities in different States that are doing full-time work. So. And I think that's like one of the few positives of the, of this current nightmare that we're in that never seems to end is the fact that studios finally realized, Hey, maybe we don't have to have everybody come in into like LA studios to, to record shit. They, we, they can just record from home. Yep. It's nice. Honestly. And everything that I do is from home and I don't really have any like hangups. I get an audition here and there. Sometimes they're like, Oh, in a local LA cool i usually pass up on it i have talked to my agent like hey it says that they prefer la local should i do it or not and they'll tell me like no no no, go ahead go ahead because i know this this casting director and they're 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 flexible or nope don't do it you'll piss them off if you do it (laughs) because they like you and they want you and you're like oh uh, actually (laughs) i don't live there they're gonna be mad uh so uh so i yeah yeah you don't have to you don't have to be in la anymore honestly everything's moving out of la because la is so damn expensive and so um uh, i would say don't worry about that anymore I just feel sorry for the people who, and I've, and I've told the story before, but I used to know people that were just getting started in, into voiceover, like back in 2017, you know, used to know a couple yeah. of people who were just getting their foot in the door and they were like, you know, you know, just auditioning for anything that they could find, like random indie games, comic dubs, like fan projects, yeah. what have you. Right. And they were just trying to do it to like raise enough money to move to LA. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then, you know, when they moved to LA, they're like, Oh fuck. I, I had so much trouble finding an apart an, an apartment at yeah. a, a, on a, on a, on a budget because. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy is correct, man. Because it, it, living out in LA is extremely expensive. It's very difficult and it's hard to maintain. And so that's, it's not necessarily true that they like cut through that in order to make it. I mean, I was, when, when I moved to LA, the last time I lived in LA, I lived in LA on and off for uh, 10 years. And then when that last time I moved there, I moved there with my, my two kids at the time and my partner. And when we got to LA, it was that night. It was uh, May 1st, uh, was the day after my birthday. And um, we got there. Oh, no, it was actually my birthday, April 30th. And uh, we got there. We pulled into uh, a parking uh, side street. And on the side of that street was an RV. And I had Airbnb, uh, an RV, to be where we were going to stay for the time and i booked out like multiple days at the time and didn't know where we were going to go from there we loaded up our kia soul at the time and with all of our things and everything else in storage and we moved to la because i had a meeting i had meetings before that uh, with different casting directors and uh interactive studios and stuff i set up all these meetings thanks to my agent at the time and um uh i was like you know they all told me like if i can be in la they can guarantee that i will do well and i'm like all right because I've, I've been working at it i got good agents i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready and so we, we did but we lived in an rv on the side of the road uh on and off for a long time and then we moved to another airbnb uh and that's where we stayed for the last chunk of our time about a year and a half we stayed in an airbnb in which we shared one single room 
and uh and we turned the queen bed sideways and we slept on the bed all four of us at the time because my my youngest son wasn't born yet um all slept sideways on this bed every single night and we shared this house this airbnb with up to about 30 plus other people and that's how we lived until we became the uh <laughs> we became the hosts of that airbnb because the other host couldn't do it anymore. And so we took over and that was a way for us to be able to live in LA for free, basically. And we lived in this house and we lived, we slept on the side of, uh, on a, on a bed sideways. And then my partner was, got pregnant when we first moved there at the time. And so uh, she was pregnant doing all this, living in this house, going through the motions. I was still serving tables on the side as much as possible to make the money that we needed to pay our bills and everything else while taking care of this house, taking care of my family, all the while still going to trainings and sessions and doing all my auditions, communicating with my agents and doing all this, all of this work just to make it happen. Um, And then when my son was born, we moved a few months after that back to Arizona because it got real difficult with a third child. And then I still continued and then I I didn't give up. And, uh, and so I will say that moving to LA is fucking insane. It's in- extremely stressful. It's incredibly difficult. And everyone else makes it look really glamorous. But I'll tell you right now, it ain't. Especially if you're trying to chase that dream. If you're there just to live there, you got a good job, or you're able to transfer somewhere and you get paid well enough or whatever, cool, cool, cool. But if you're trying to be what that industry is out there, if you're trying to be what LA is for, you're, you're, you're going to be grinding really, really hard. And it's going to be extremely difficult. And anyone can tell you that they can attest to that. Um, I've done some great shit while living out there. Um, and I've, I've been able to grow my career thanks to it. You know, like I said, I did lie after I moved back to Arizona. I didn't tell anybody I moved back to Arizona because I knew, I knew everything I put all that work into wouldn't have been and would have meant nothing because I wouldn't have been there anymore. So I lied as long as I could. Um, and uh, even with, you know, um, Injustice 2, my first video game, I did the audition for Black Manta at that time. I did the audition for Black Manta inside of our car uh, that summer. Um, because we lived in that RV. So I couldn't actually record my auditions uh, anywhere, you know, really comfortable at the time. At least I went to work at a different production company where I could record sometimes, but I did it in my car with my USB mic and my computer on my lap. And I held my USB mic with my jacket over top of my head and auditioned for Black Manta and uh, submitted it, hoped for the best and got it. Um, And that changed the whole course of my, my career, thankfully. Um, but, uh, so don't give up people out there. Don't give up. Even if you do have to move to LA and you got to grind it out and live in an RV on the side of the road, Hey, do what you got to do if you really want it. But to reiterate, you gotta fucking want it. Cause if you don't want it, then you're doing nothing for nothing. So I, I said this and again, in another episode, like, uh, ironically enough, like an episode I recorded before this, I said, Hey, I know this is going to sound harsh, but if you're not having fun doing this and you find it stressful, just stop doing it. Like, why are you putting yourself through hell for nothing? Yeah, you don't, you don't need to, it's a really great outlet. Sure. It's better than most jobs. Honestly, it really, really is. But uh, if you don't, if you don't see yourself doing it, if you don't genuinely see yourself doing it, that's, that's, uh, I, I had to visualize every single time I got passed up. Or every time I had to sit in that car and do my auditions, or every time I had to be late to work because I got an audition for this thing. And if I don't do it right now, I'm going to miss out. So I'm going to call work and be late, but I'm going to do it. If you don't, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone has to be this whole humdrum story or whatever. It's not that. That was just my story. But it, if you don't, but if you don't genuinely want it, like I said, if I didn't really want it, I wouldn't have tried through it, through all that shit. 
and again to also say as well I'm grateful for it all and I get to do it because my family sacrificed an insane amount of time, love, attention, uh, space, everything in order for me to do what I'm doing right now. And so the dumbest thing that I could do is not do this and not put, put more of my effort into doing this, not put more of my, my, my faith into myself in doing this. Um, I'd be an idiot to not get further, do more, try harder, get better, do more, try harder, get better. Because my three children and my partner sacrificed an insane amount of everything in order for me to do what I do, in order to sit on the microphone right now with you. My, my family sacrificed everything they, 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 they had and did just for me. So uh, if you don't want it, and you're stressed out and anxious about it or whatever, if you don't genuinely, genuinely want it, don't fucking waste your time. Don't hurt the people around you. Don't spend your money. Don't do any of that. Step away and think about it more. And if you're ready, go back to it. If you really want it, then go back to it. Um, but uh, for someone like myself, I didn't afford myself that, uh, that time to not want to, uh, the time to step away and think I shouldn't be doing this. My partner reminded me every day that I should be doing it. When 2020 hit and I got furloughed for my serving job and then Hollywood stood still, I have no formal higher education. I was scared shitless, man. I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. I'm like, I have no way of providing. Like the, the restaurants are closed and no voiceover. What the fuck am I going to do? And uh, my partner was right there next to me saying, it's all good. Just wait. Something will come around. I just started to roll through a little bit. And she's like, focus on that. Don't even worry about everything else. Just focus on that. Because if you can make this work, because everything's changing, you're at the forefront of this wave. If you can make it work, make it work. Because we, we're ready. We're here. We've been here with you. We're going to stay with you. We're here to see what happens. And it worked and it stuck. And I'm grateful. And that's what honestly keeps me going is hearing these stories of people who have been through absolute hell and just kept moving forward, said, you know, there are going to be tough times, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And wherever this crazy journey takes me, I, you know, it's going to be worth it. Oh, it always is. It always is. If you stick it out. I mean, that's, that was the whole thing. Just sticking it out, making sure that it worked, making sure that it stuck. And I knew that, cause especially for myself, I knew this is what I want to do. This is, I'm made for this. I love this. I'm going to continue to do this. And I can't give up. Cause if I give up, then someone else is going to do it. Someone else that wants it more than me. Someone else that's pushing, putting more time and effort into it. So I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm not going to compare myself to somebody else, but I'm going to do whatever I can to make it happen. And uh, yeah, gratefully made it, made it happen. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be anywhere without my family. I would not have gotten any further for a lot of things moving in my life the way they moved. Um, a lot of people in my life, uh, being in my life the way they were, like my, you know, my, my old agent, my good friend, Alyssa Gentile, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Ian Fish, and uh, my tattoo artist, Danny Rockman, and like a whole bunch of, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on of all the people that I would not be here doing what I'm doing, talking to you even, had they not stepped in and helped me out, had they not done more for me, Jason Spisak, Bill Holmes, I mean, just, the list goes on and on and on, so um yeah man i'm just i'm this was this is cool (laughs) getting to talk this much about voiceover like this man this is cool shit no and i just want to say like i know this is going to sound weird but like when i reach out to people it's usually like you know the reaction i get is like hey you know yeah sure i'll do your show i'll you know or yes or no but i think you're you're one of the few people or i think you're like the only guy who showed genuine excitement for wanting to come on this show and oh yeah i can't tell you how much that means to me because i'm grateful 
because I and, and real real fucking talk here. I am someone who is not used to people saying nice things about me. I am someone who grew up in, you know, and you know, I, I'm someone who suffered a lot of, you know, emotional abuse growing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm I get I just got used to the fact that, oh, I, I'm just you know, no one's ever going to say anything nice about me. No one ever wants to hang out with me and blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, when, when I, when you reached out to me, you know, when I, when, you know, I got, uh, you know, when I reached out to you and, and I got your response, you showed genuine excitement. And I know we had trouble getting this interview together because of, you know, scheduling yeah. and what have you. Right, right. But I reached out to you again and said, I will do, whatever it takes to get this because <laughs> you showed excitement dude you're a fucking black manta we're gonna do this i don't care how we're gonna do this Yo, but we're gonna man. do this and i'm glad we did i really am because I, I know that yeah we had a lot of scheduling stuff that was all my fault it was just really i, I just had so many there i mean with voiceover hey, things change I, I also have three kids and so my life is always moving in one direction or another and so it's like I did. I wanted to make it work regardless, and I'm so glad you didn't. You kept. You persisted as well through it all, and just let me know your schedule, and we made it work. And today was. It's been a great day to talk like this. Like genuinely, I don't get to do this often, and when I do, I'm grateful for it because I have this true love and appreciation for this industry, and I see it and hear it in you, and I hear it in your episodes and your other episodes in your show, and so it's cool that there are people like you that are out there that are genuinely um, shit, just as in love with this as we are. Um, and that's 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 really really cool shit like genuinely really really cool shit uh and i want you to keep doing what you're doing and having more and more and more of us on i don't know who told you no but whoever told you no they're they're missing out on an opportunity to connect to an audience out there of people that love the fuck out of what we do and love the fuck out of us um for what we do and uh that's that that's that's enough to keep me going as well that knowing that people genuinely enjoy every single bit of things that i do from the smallest stuff to the biggest stuff, uh, it's cool. And yeah, having this outlet, man, that you have, yeah, changes the game for us that don't usually have a space to talk. So thank you for doing this. No, and um, and again, this is, I don't want to sound like I'm like hyping myself up, but um, I got an email from some from a pre- previous guest who, you know, was an, was an aspiring voice actor who's just like trying to get his career off the ground. And it, it came out of nowhere. It's like, you know, hey, I listened to this episode you did with so-and-so you were great because you had a conversation and you know, this person doesn't do a lot of interviews, but the fact that you got her on and you guys just talk like people meant the world to me. And I'm like, Oh, that's bizarre. That's cool. Fuck man. This is like, I get a lot of no's, but let me tell you that, that, that type of shit is why I do this. It's just absolutely. I see why. I see why. I hear why. And it makes sense. It, make, it really makes sense. Like I said, keep doing what you're doing here, man, because this is cool. Like, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity to be able to do this. And, and, and uh, I'm grateful that uh, that more of us voice actors are able to be heard besides how we sound with a character, you know, uh, or in our commercials or whatever. People get to know who we are and that we're genuinely real people that have real struggles and that have been through a lot to get where we are. And we're just all fucking grateful, whether we're well-established or that we're up and coming or that we're brand new. And so, uh, yeah, this is huge, man. Keep doing this and hopefully you can get some more badass people on. And I'll also reach out to some of my homies, uh, that, uh, I know that they, they would be great on doing something like this with you, bro, because, uh, 
<clears throat> there's, a, there's a few of them that I know right now that I, they need to sit down and just talk. They need to, they need to get off of just having social media as the outlet and be a real human and, and chit chat, you know, and chit chat about our industry that isn't just, you know, trying to pump it up and make it look pretty um, because it's not always. And so uh, this is a great outlet for myself to be able to vent a little bit too. So thank you. And uh, you're, you're coming back. You know, this is not going to oh, be man, a yeah, one-off back, deal, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. We're doing, this, we're doing this again, bro. We're doing this again. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, where can people find you online? And can you give us an update on what you're currently working on? Oh, yeah, totes. Um, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. Um, uh, I don't have a ton of followers, but I'm always making content. So uh, you can find me at Life of Kenneth. It's L-I-F-E-O-F-K-A-N-E-T-H on Instagram or TikTok. And I'm, like I said, I'm always posting about my family, my life, funny stuff for what I'm thinking about or whatever. And uh, what I got working on, what I'm working on right now, um, this week is another new anime that I can't say, um, but I'm working on another anime and I'll be voicing Mr. Wagger again for Garena Free Fire. And then uh, I have a ton of other video games that I just finished up and some more work that I did even last year and the year before that that's finally coming out this year so you'll hear me coming up soon uh, all over the place all right take care and um, you know just let me know when you're ready to come back and we'll you know do another one (laughs) hell yeah sounds good brother thanks for having me and great to meet everybody I hope that if anyone wants to reach out please feel free to uh dm me any at both spots and i'll give my number email or whatever because i'm happy to talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about so all right take care bye-bye all right you too